All right. So, um, welcome back, everyone. We are now getting ready to, to get going. So, when we last left, basically, you guys had entered um, this lovely dwarven city, uh, Dolkarak. And you had found out that um, they're a little bit different than other dwarves. They've been isolated for very, very long time. Um, and with that, they have some interesting quirks um, and some interesting kind of belief systems. And uh, they are um, not um, completely unreasonable, but they're very bound by their like tradition and their, their code. So, um, one of your staunch allies, um, Brith Moonax, brought up the fact that they were having an issue. They had lost a mine. Um, they believe it is like an ancient foe that the dwarves had, had beat back millennia ago um, that might have escaped. And that if, you know, you guys were to theoretically take care of that, they might be honor-bound to assist you in some way, shape, or form. So that was kind of the running theory. Um, how, how, like, so are they just like, yeah, it's probably this great devourer guy, or is there some further inclination for them to, like, leap to that conclusion? So they've noticed in town that occasionally some people are acting strange and odd and not like themselves. And that's very unusual for, for dwarves who are very kind of set in their ways and their mindsets and their traditions, especially here. Um, and they were acting kind of out of character. And that was basically the, the symptom that had happened in the past. Like the, mm. the, the great old texts basically talk about, um, you know, dwarves not acting like themselves, not acting of character, not acting like dwarves. And it was kind of like a madness that had, that uh, started sweeping through um, the dwarven cities, and it was caused by this this creature, um, this creature of darkness and evil. And in the the texts are not very specific on that. Hey, they really need some better bookkeeping here. <laughs> when you carve everything with a chisel, it takes a long time to write. So, you know, you got to be succinct. You got to get to the point. Um, maybe it, maybe they just need mobile. It's possible. Or less. <laughs> That's the answer to everything, Tazos. <laughs> so they are definitely um, concerned about this, but they also have a lot of other concerns. So mm -hmm. they haven't sent anyone to kind of deal with this situation, but this is, was one of their main, like, minds. Then you also found out, like, about a day into you guys' rest... Um, before you're heading out, that the mine shaft that basically was leading from um, the city to the uh, to the mine, or basically the, the tunnel that was leading there, has been collapsed, and that you would have to, in essence, find a way around. Now, does anyone know a way around? Is the question not specifically, but they will say there's there's always a way around when you're in a mountain, even if we have to dig our way there. 
Ah. So. Well, then the surveyors and the map makers and the etc. And we'll pull up some plans and we'll, while we're recovering from our journey and taking in the sights, uh, try to come up with a path forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's their house. Only us at the bad guys. Smash. How many days are we staying? Because we need to get going if we want to save Agurtha. Yeah. Not, not more than one or two. The theory was yeah. two days that you guys would be staying. Um, so, before you leave, the Forge Father is definitely... He'll return all your equipment after he goes over it. Um, but he definitely will have a conversation with Horus. So, uh -huh. he basically studies you up one side and down the other. He also figures out a way to, um, whatchamacallit, like, there's basically, like, a rune on your back that he, like, pops and, like, hits <laughs> it. And, like, he's able to, like, remove your plates, in essence, off your armor, like, to, to kind of pull them off. So you're... That's, that's good to know. So you're... <laughs> You're actually able to get your helmet off for the first time uh, in forever. Um, it's a lovely smell. Um, and But you are kind of grafted to your chainmail. Like ah, that's, that's fun. Mm -hmm. And when you come out, like, you've got this, like, you know, kind of brushy beard and things like that because you haven't been able to shave. Um, and your hair is, like, longer. And um, he will sit you down and, like, he's like, we're going to have to have a conversation. That doesn't sound particularly good. Um, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, you would want to have a seat, though. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll take a seat wherever, like, where? Yeah, I guess I'll take a seat. <laughs> it's like, I just thought you should know that Horace Sherwood is dead. Uh, excuse me? He's like, Horace Sherwood is dead. His soul has moved on to the afterlife. He's no longer with us. Are, are you saying I'm a corpse? No. That's not exactly what I'm saying. Horace Sherwood, according... And I'm going to assume you told him your background and things like that. Is that, is that yeah. a, a reasonable assumption? Yeah. He's like, Horace died when apparently the, the mold went into his body and he perished. From what I can understand, the Forge the Forge Father, the Forger of Souls, created a new soul and slammed it into that body. That soul, having no memories or anything else, latched onto Horace's identity because that was the brain that was in there. He's like, I don't think you're done yet. You're like the cooling blade. The Forge Father is forging you into something. 
and right now you're a blade in a mold. So I'm not the original owner of this body. No. And that person has moved on. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> That's why I told you to sit down. So, what do you mean by I'm not finished being forged? I don't know exactly myself. I've never seen anything like you. But I can tell by the nature of your existence, by the runes that are on your body, that this project isn't done. And uh, do you know what will happen when it is done? You'll have what to... happens to me? You'll have to trust in Mordain. Ah... That's a revelation. <laughs> I assume he wouldn't have put you here unless he had plans. Same here. It's just uh, no one has a to, lot. No one has to know about this. You can go on being Horace Sherwood. What what is said in this room is between you and I. You don't have to tell anyone. You can continue on and do that, but I just wanted to let you know who you really were. Ah, uh, uh, thank you for that. Uh, that is a lot to lay on someone. <laughs> so, the one thing you do notice while you're, like, touring the, the forge is it is what's called a master forge um it is literally powered um they have trapped um a whatchamacallit um a dejin not a dejin uh an afrit um they have uh, captured an afrit and the afrit is fueling the flames of that forge and so they have this Afrit bound, chained, in there, basically just, you know, constantly radiating this giant amount of fire and heat and rage. And uh, it is a sight to be seen. And it's what allows them to get the temperatures so high that they can forge some of these more special metals and things like that. With a standard forge, you really couldn't forge adamantite or things like of that nature. So this is how they do it. So you also know that anything you were to construct at the Master Forge would take about half the amount of time that it would take to construct anywhere else. <laughs> so... So if I could convince them to allow me to forge on this I could in theory forge Solaris really quickly and stuff 
really quickly is, is very is a uh, I would say comparably quickly would be yeah would be the the, the thing yes. This is like, that is also a revelation. <laughs> this is a very holy spot for uh, Mordain. And his wife, actually, too. Uh, this is a, it's a dual church. Ah. That. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to say after that revelation. <laughs> Okay. You can do with it as you see fit. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna tell anyone that uh hey, I'm technically not the soul that you guys know. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, we've there been all in all pretty accepting, so you can't go wrong. Yeah, but I feel I feel like something is gonna happen in the future that's just gonna like like it's just gonna force it upon everyone, and I want that to happen without any of our characters knowing, except for Horace. Horace is the guy in the zombie movies who gets bit and doesn't tell anybody. Pretty much. That's a that's a rough comparison. Like <laughs> that's a rough one for Horace. Like yeah, I'm talking, it's, he's not endangering anyone with this with this information. It's you know, it's more <laughs> akin to me of like. Finding out, you know, you you're double jointed, and you don't tell yeah. anyone. You know, like it's a personal matter. If they want to reveal their double jointedness, they can. So, all right. So it's the um, the start of the May twenty second. Um, it's early in the morning, seven o'clock, and uh, basically. Uh, Brith tells you to kind of meet down by the, the far tunnel um, roughly where like you would uh, you would normally head over into the mine and as you guys are arriving you, you're hearing like the clanks and the like the, uh, the cracks basically of like hammer on stone and pick on stone and you see kind of a, a dwarven semi work crew that's there, and they're chiseling their way into the ground. I mean, should we be, like, stocking up on rope and and pythons and hammer and, and things like that? Uh, I, I defer to my dwarfy colleagues. This is all rather new to me. I have 50 feet, which I don't think is enough. So you see um, Brith is there, and he basically has um, a large, uh, as we described last time, Slayer Dwarf next to him, uh, who is just kind of standing there with his head down. Um, he's, you know, kind of just wearing, like, you know, loose robe. Uh, not even a robe. He's basically just wearing, like, a almost like a kilt. Um, and... You have uh, five other dwarves, basically, that are there that are, like, tinking away, basically, at the ground. And then as you guys are walking up, like, there's kind of a sharp crack, and you hear, like, rocks tumble. 
and like ah yeah and like a couple of guys are like yeah and they're all like shaking their head like good job and as you guys walk up Brith will kind of like look up and like so we were able to to break into the cavern below theoretically it'll link up with the cavern system down there if we can find one that can take us over to the other side we'll be good Well, uh, this is your home. We we defer to your expertise in all these matters and seek to support you and, and your people in your quest. Like, well, he's like, I do appreciate that. Um, he's like, the remember though, this is your endeavor because you're we're assisting you. Wink. Mm, yeah, wink. <laughs> And he, he'll introduce everyone, so you kind of get the, the run of it. And basically, you know, Brit's there. The other five dwarves are part of his band. He's got a, a band of um, uh, a group, basically, that are, you know, the Axe Brotherhood. Um, so they're, they're dwarven warriors. And then, um, you know, he'll, he'll, like, motion over to Grum, and, like, that, that's Grum. And Grum doesn't even look up. He's like, but, um, you know, we can head down into the cave system and hopefully we can find a route and then we go from there. But, you know, it's, it's not easy. This is like traveling into the wilderness on the surface level. Um, we're, we're kind of going in blind and we don't know exactly where we're going and we're hoping that we can find a way to where we want to be. Uh, okay then. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Oh, uh, before we before we go, since I have my head lantern, uh, Vance, you don't mind if I give Brith my sun amulet, do you? It's a gift given freely to you, of course, Oris. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give Brith my sun amulet, just that he has something like us that he can just pull out and light up his way. Okay, he will. Uh, he'll take. I, I appreciate this. Thank you. He's like, it'll be most useful. He's like, um, anyone want to go first? Uh, well, friends, if we're to <laughs> share our beer and spill our blood together, I think introductions all around. Um, most of us know each other with the, the Axe Brotherhood here, excluded, of course, but uh, Arnie, Vance, Thon and Thorn, Horus. Uh, so just kind of back and forth, make sure everyone knows each other. Yeah, everyone mm -hmm. gives kind of like the subtle waves. Uh -huh. Didn't we meet Deegan Brightquarry before in uh, okay. Stonehell? I used all the same dwarves from Stonehell <laughs> because I didn't want to oh, recreate okay. the wheel. <laughs> but these uh -oh. are not the same dwarves. No. I was going to say, like, my boys! <laughs> these are not the same dwarves, but I just used their sheets <laughs> because it was way easier than to make five new ones. Very good eye. <laughs> so, it's hard to tell behind the beards sometimes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this was beard, beard sickle. Um, so um, they're like, yeah, anyone want to head down? Uh, I mean, let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just take like a drink and go, 
takes the drinks. He goes, okay, let's go. Okay. I just start walking forward. All right. So everyone's going to have to, like, in essence, uh, repel down. So um, Deegan will basically, like, throw a rope down. And he's like, yep. It's about, uh, it's about 30 feet. So get your, uh, get your climbing on. That's all. Okay. He's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. So, um, everyone on their climb down, go ahead and roll a D six. You don't, oh dear. you don't want to roll a six. Okay. Okay. Before I fall to my death here, um, I don't suppose the dwarves are willing to share any like special climbing knots or anything that uh, us taller types might need to be aware of. Uh, the ropes already knotted off and everything. Like the dwarves have done everything. That's why it's a only a six will will cause uh, you to have some uh, issues. Famous last words. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So everyone's able to uh, descend pretty much um, and have no problem. So you end up in a cave. All right. Let me get over to the map. Where is my map? Oh, there it is. So this is the map. So you are in this first cave. Um, the Roman numeral actually represents kind of how big it is, not necessarily like the number of the cave. So you might see multiple fours in there. So if you're taking notes or anything like that, like the four is not, um, it's based on how big. It's not uh, a number per se. So uh. as you guys come into the cave, um, you'll start seeing, like, all around you is, like, the rib cage of some giant creature. And all throughout this, like, cavern, and the cavern's probably about the size of a four-bedroom, like, apartment. Four-bedroom apartment or a house. So you're looking at a, a reasonable size house. Probably 3,000 square feet, maybe a little less. Um, kind of home and it's it's a big cave and carved into the bone is all sorts of stuff that like kind of like scrimshaw basically into all this bone and you start recognizing you know some dwarven writing in there you recognize some elven script you start recognizing some gnomes and you start you know it's a lot of stuff like you know uh, Fiblet was here and stuff like that. But then you also, like, the deeper you're going in, like, the stuff starts getting weirder. And, like, you've never seen anything like this. And then so, all of a sudden it starts looking like maybe that it was just, like, scratch marks that were put in, but they were put in purposefully. And then, like, some of it looks like it's just dashes and dots with, like, 
that have been like turned upside down and like they're they're going in variable patterns so it's really weird kind of stuff the farther and deeper that you kind of are going into this cave you'll even is it like so, uh... like old empires of the past like you know like there'll be some writing and things like that that rib cage. Did any of the dwarves we were with know anything about that thing? Like, no, this is... There's other ways to get in. We knew that this cavern was here, and it had been closed up. That's why we broke in. But they they call this the, the Hall of Scrimshaw Madness. Um, because some people have come down here and started trying to, you know interpret exactly what is going on and to kind of figure out what um, some of these markings mean and it kind of drove them to the break. Vance will begin putting his uh, circlet of read languages back in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Hey, I know, I know why I'm not going mad. That happened to me once. Or did it? Or did it? And that's kind of the big thing. So it's got this oh, yeah. like large, like scrimshaw, like I said, carvings and things like that. And it really starts getting to um, to be strange at at some point with like the different kind of writings and stuff like that. It starts feeling a little unnerving. Well, friends, if we're still in uh, territory known to you, then then lead on. Um, which way and should we go from here to descend? They they point basically in what's kind of a south, but kind of a down direction at the same time. Because when you're working with caves, you're working really almost with like a D6. It's, it's almost six-sided. Um, so they're kind of pointing like down that way. Um, he's like, it's it's a it's a uh, a tunnel, a, a, a shunt. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, a chimney. That's exactly what they say. It's a chimney. Oh, no. Uh, also, well, are we supposed to see anything besides the four? Nope, that's it. Oh, uh, alright. Are there any particular dangers we should be aware of? Clearly your people sealed this up for a reason. Lots of things could wander up from here. There's untold horrors down here. Ah, uh, That's, like that's my point. Now. You tell us. Just then... like, well, they're untold, obviously. Right, so just tell me, and then they can be told horrors instead. No? Am I, am I the only one? All right, all right. It's a cultural thing. It definitely is a culture thing. So, let's see. All right, so... As you guys are walking, um, what's your walking order? That, that's going to be important as well. I'm assuming I'm up fine. Okay. Yeah, I'll be up front well, too. Where are we putting Brith, Grum, and like the other dwarves? Yeah, let's throw them in the front for me. <laughs> no. God, no. Uh. I would imagine that if a few of the the Axe Brotherhood would take up the rear. 
If, um, you, if you look at the active characters, is that a good order? Yeah, they don't have much health. I would suggest that perhaps uh, Brith and Grum would be north of our uh, esteemed casters. Okay. And in fact, if there was like a, a dwarf, imagine a dwarf coating around a soft, fancy center. Does that look better? <laughs> to me, yes. Okay. Oh, another thing. Arnie, are you invisible or not? Like, what? what's, what's your deal? I believe that I was not invisible when we came up to the, uh... That's dealer's choice for, for you there, Eric. I can, like, if we're gonna be there two days, I can, I can re-up you. Alright, yeah, I'm invisible. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so... Uh, oh yeah, yeah, with us being there for two days, could I have healed everyone, like, almost back to full? Yeah, everyone should be at full. I, I figured right. with, with the amount of time you oh. had, everyone go back to full. So you're starting fresh, um, so you might need it. Uh, I think I'm gonna be in the middle somewhere. Okay. That I'm talking. You you're pretty much directly in the middle at this point. Alright. So I'm gonna assume that this is the order um, that happens. Okay. Uh, I don't. Am I supposed to see like tokens or? Or yeah. just we're looking at the, you know, the handouts section on the right where it's got like the notes. Ah, uh, he's got us ordered in like the way that we're walking, basically. Yeah. The, uh, if you look under SH characters active, that's the order that I'm assuming you're in. Ah. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the way. All right. Um. Thorin, uh, roll a d6 for me. Uh, this is not gonna end well. Tasso, are you there? Can you roll D6? Uh, D6? Yes, please. Oh, was that you that just rolled? I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Hear, I didn't hear a whoop. All right. So. Ooh. Okay, then that that's it. All right. So... Please tell me what was good. So I need Thorin, Thondon, Brith, Grum, Arnie, and Vance to all roll a saving throw um, versus paralyzation. Uh, any wisdom modifier or anything? No wisdom modifier. You're not part of that group. You're right on the edge of that group. Oh, I'm controlling Grum, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No threshold modifier either, right? Nope. Look at all these successes. Uh, who's controlling a uh, breath? Uh, I'll roll him. I got it already. You got it. Yeah, look at that. All right. So you guys are walking across, and Ruh -ruh. Um, oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> The, oh, dear. the ground starts to like crack and crumble and you see like Brith look over and he's like sinkhole and like 
the five and he basically like tackles all of you like forward um and grum basically like jumps backwards um and pulls you back vance um and kind of like in the middle of the two parties kind of separating it about a 30 foot hole like rumbles and like falls in probably about when you got to shine light i'm talking it's about a 20 30 foot deep kind of hole that just all of a sudden like shush, like collapses in the middle um the big thing is your party is now separated so no one got hurt but you've got um thorin fondin and brith basically on one side and grum and the rest of you on the other uh i th- think i have the solution to this Possibly. Okay. Uh, I I have a lot of rope, and I have a grappling hook. Okay. If I throw if I throw the grappling hook to the other side, and we both like secure some rope, could we just like basically make a rope bridge across? Um. Well, how how far how long is this a uh, sinkhole? Uh, it's probably I don't know ten fifteen feet apart. Um, would a ten foot pole reach the other side or no? It would. Um, walking across a ten foot pole would be very difficult. Well, especially, how many do we have? Especially be like eight together strong. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Arnie elevator. I don't know if it's about be. you guys. Arnie, oh yeah, Arnie elevator. Well, Arnie can't uh, carry people when he, uh, when he does that. He can only carry a normal allotment of goods. He can't carry a person uh, while levitated. So, oh, that's unfortunate. But he can balance someone while they move across. Correct. Do you have like a rope? Oh yeah, he can't see you, Arnie, so he doesn't know you have a pole. So he's just like, um. He's like, we got to make... like 30 foot, 30 foot deep, 15 foot across. Yeah, that, yeah, that's roughly what you're looking at. I'd say it's more closer to 20 foot deep. And the entire edges have collapsed sheer with the wall. There's no way to edge across or, or lean up against it or anything like that. The There's probably a tiny edge. So if people want to try to like navigate that tiny edge, they can, but it's it might not be secure. We're not under a time constraint that's so narrow that we can't just climb down it across and up. So if we can shine a light down there, which we should be able to with our various accoutrements and make sure that there's not like spikes or acid breathing bats or spikes that also breathe bats, (laughs) then then we should, I mean, we just climb down, walk across, climb up, right? Yeah, you can definitely do that. It's just going to take time. That's the big thing. Uh, you guys good with taking time? Set, set somebody to watch on both sides to make sure we don't get ambushed. Uh, and carefully, right? Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of climbing equipment, so we can use that. All right. So with a little bit of time, it'd probably take you about a half hour, basically, to kind of safely get everyone down, lower everyone with ropes. Then they kind of, they kind of like, 
gently they get one of the the axe brothers will go first and he'll he's got a pole arm and he's like poking in front of him to see if like the floor is going to cave out even more and like he's tapping on the front tapping on the front tapping on the front and he keeps moving forward and then eventually he's like it seems like it's pretty secure he's like i would only go one at a time though one at a time once we've navigated it successfully um do you guys think it would be worth it to use some of our rope and like a python and have arnie like float up to the ceiling and jack the rope into it and then we can have an indiana jones style like rope swing if we got to get across fast that to retreat that's gonna be a whole lot of rolls to, okay never mind, never mind never mind i'm just throwing ideas out there i mean like if we have to get across that fast that's gonna be a whole lot of rolls and I don't think a lot of us are Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, well. It's an aspirational. <laughs> Alright, never mind. Right, I withdraw my my plan. So it takes about a half hour and everyone's able to, to kind of finally get on to the other side. And they're like, Alright, let's 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 keep moving forward. And you guys start like continuing to move you eventually get to um a hole that's in the ground the hole is probably maybe four feet wide and he's like this is the chimney so he's like it goes down very far he's like after that we're kind of in no man's land like not a lot of people venture want to venture out this far. We brought enough rope to get down, didn't we? It's so tight that even you're not going to need rope to get down it. In fact, ah, right. people people that are in plate mail cannot get in it. Wait, what? It's so small of a crack that people in plate mail cannot get in it. But we can bring our plate mail down, right? In theory, but carrying plate mail will weigh you down. Like, there's a difference between wearing plate mail and carrying it. Uh, I really wish that the forge keeper didn't tell me I could get out of my plate. Okay, he didn't tell you that. You can stay in this room. <laughs> uh, guys, are we getting out of our plate to go down? I guess we have to, right? <clears throat> Dwarves can't even go down in their plate? Nope. It's The plate mail doesn't... Um, when chain mail, you can breathe basically with it, you know, like it, 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 it can, uh, will wrap around surfaces and things like that. Hard plates do not do that. Uh, I don't think I'm you realize taking... how claustrophobic this is. Like it's a four foot hole that like gets down probably to like a foot, foot and a half wide. As oh, you go down. okay. I'm taking mine off and carrying it in. Yeah, I'll take mine off and try to stuff it into my oversized bag. Okay. Actually, am I even able to reach the rune? No. Like, do I have to have someone else do it for me? You have to have someone else do it for you. 
Yeah. Uh... Or get like a back scratcher. You just got to punk. So, um, taking off your armor takes about 20 minutes to, to kind of get uh. it all off and to stow it. I'm saying in the meantime, um, so is the, the shaft straight down? Is it at enough of an angle or wavy that you could like climb it if you were able to get into it? You can Are there handholds? You can climb it when you get into it. The, they say like it, it's going to move all around. Um, so sometimes gravity is going to be working with you. Sometimes it's going to be working against you. I just don't like any any one way trip down here. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely only um, you can get back up it, it, it if that's what you're asking. Yeah, you could theoretically yeah. climb back up it. Uh, that that's, that's all I'm looking for. Yes. Hope, but however small. They said that the trip is probably going to take about thirty minutes to get through the, the, the crevasse. I'm getting claustrophobic in real life thinking about this. So. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just worrying about uh, giant insects like always. So well, I, I wasn't before you said that. Now I am. <laughs> Funny you should mention that now. Um, <laughs> so, um, do you guys want to go down in the order? That means that uh, Oak and Shield, you'd be leading the way. Yeah. All right. So, everyone's going to have to roll as they're kind of moving through this surface. Um, so, I want everyone to roll a d6. Now, here's the, the base. The baseline is three. Uh, I'm sorry, four. Everyone with a uh, one to four is success. All right. If you're carrying plate mail, it's one less. So if well, you're carrying one plate, to three. one to three. If you're a dwarf, it's one more. Because the caverns are, you're naturally a climbing kind of species going through caves. If you had a gnome here, it would also. Uh, so my I'll be one through four. Okay. One through four. What if we have climbing equipment? I'll give you a plus <laughs> one for for climbing equipment. If you have climbing okay. equipment, I'll give you a plus one. Thank God. <laughs> because I am the only one in the party with climbing equipment. Just what do you think? <laughs> well, hold on. Everyone's rolling. Oh. Tasso, oh. Tasso hit it in the very beginning, so I need to uh, to to do this. Tasso, roll a d twenty for me. Didn't he get a one? Weren't we supposed to go for one through four? Oh yeah, you yeah. were supposed to go one through. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I'm dumb. That was me being dumb. All right, so Tasso made it, and then Chris made it. <laughs> oh, Eric okay. made it. Gage made it. Billy made it. And Do we have to roll for the other, like, Grum and them? Grum is fine. I'm going to roll for the the other, the five dudes. Oh, yeah, they're coming down behind us. Oh, dear. Yes, they are. Oh, no. Someone roll a, oh, no. Someone roll a d20 for me. I don't care who. 
One I got it. Beat you. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the good Kennedy 20. I got good vibes coming off. That looks good to me. I don't. Hey, it's in the middle, so that's a good thing. All right, so everyone's climbing down, and um, everyone kind of makes it into this next room. Uh, let you. me do reveal. It takes about 40 minutes. It's a little longer because the plate mail people, like, dragging it through um, takes quite some time to, to do that. And there are times where you think you might have to abandon your gear. Um, but you manage to, like, pull, and you hear the scraping against your armor, and, like, you're, when you pull your armor out and you're down below and you're taking a look, it's got scratches and stuff all over. It's superficial damage, but your armor does not look good. So it is, it's really roughed up. Hey, that means he's doing his job. It is doing its job. So, um... Taylor Queen's here. <laughs> are you saying my amazing forge plate has scratches on it it does all armor gets scratches and dents otherwise you don't need blacksmiths and weaponsmiths and armorsmiths yeah so you head down and you end up in another cave system oh i get how this is working okay so, well, okay. if you look, it's the way the symbol works is the cave has a top and a bottom. That's the two lines, the one on the top and the one on the bottom. And then the four uh -huh. sides are north, south, east, west. So the cave, this one had a, uh, the, the dotted line is a chimney. So it had a chimney because it was coming out the bottom. And the chimney led to the top of this number two. So you get to the very end, and you're going to have to repel into the room um, to get into it. You're kind of like at a little, like, um, holding area, basically, like a little tiny, like, sub-chamber, anti-chamber, before you would get into the main cavern. Uh, do you guys have rope down there, or do I need to pass it down? I got rope. All right. All right, so uh, since you're leading the way, Thorin... Like you start shining your light, and you're you're shining light down there, and the room um, the room kind of smells of death. Um, <laughs> so before I jump in, could I see like the floor? Can you see the what? I'm sorry. Could I see the floor, like the floor, floor, if there's anything on the floors? Yeah, the floor is probably only about 15 feet down. You can almost jump it. I'm talking, you can almost. Um, but it's probably not the safest thing to do. It's probably better to take a rope down. Okay. And so you start lowering yourself into the room. I'm not going to make y'all roll for this one, but you start lowering yourself into the room. You're the first one to go down. So... There's like, it looks like the rock here has been scarred. Like something hurt the rock. All right. There's like hate filled marks all over the place. And deep, deep black gouges into the wall. Okay. So I do 
one protect the Morgans out as F one Ls comes in. Mm-hmm. Does it gives a real some quick, sense of like? Let me note this. So two people have to mark off ropes because you have to leave rope so you can get out of ceilings. If you don't, you won't be able to get back out, in theory, unless you come up with a better plan. So if you're leaving your rope here, you don't have your 50-foot rope, and someone had to have left a rope in the very beginning. So I'll mark mine off. That's one. I want to uh, throw this out here before we get caught in a gotcha moment. That's what I was asking about when we were rolling up on the dwarves to begin with. Like, have the dwarves brought rope? Should we go get dwarves? Should we go get more rope before we go down this hole? I will say like, that each um, each of the brotherhoods, not not Brith or Grum, but each of them has one thing of 50-foot rope. Uh, so for that, for that, uh, for that uh, sinkhole, could I just cross off like two twenty foot ropes? Um, the sinkhole you don't need oh. anything for. You could have kept that rope. That oh, need uh, what you, rope did we need to get rid of that start? When you ascended into the first cave or descended into the first cave. Oh, so why don't we have one of the uh, dwarven brotherhood mark off a rope? Okay. Yeah. So- so, so we're at four of five dwarf ropes. Four of five dwarf ropes. I have some silk rope on me and Whoa. some uh, somewhat frayed rope. Could could oh. we cut the rope? Because it's only fifteen feet down. Or like you could, you could theoretically cut the rope. So um, that yeah. As you guys are like all ascending down or descending down into the the room, um, the you guys start seeing the same thing I was describing before. The walls look like they've been scarred, and they look like someone has taken their fingers and like stabbed them into the walls and ripped, and with with hatred and malice, as as like what they were doing. Like someone was in pain here and the floor is almost smooth it's almost like it's almost smoothly flat like someone did it purposely but it looks like it's been pounded or hammered flat um and there's been some sort of i don't know um like just uh, crushing strength that's basically like hit the ground and the room just has like like I said these black scars all over it when you look kind of like light it up with the gray stone walls. Uh hey Brith, you know anything about No. This? He says, No, I don't. But when when everyone else is uh like climbing down I do want to go up and kind of like see. Is there anything like? like... So the cave overall is relatively small. Um, think of like um, maybe a really large classroom, like one of the lab rooms, um, like a really large like classroom with like labs and like the desks and everything like that, or mm. you know something like that, like a big classroom. Um, it, and there's a bunch of um, flattened 
portions of it. And as you're kind of walking around, shining your, your necklace light, um, Oakenshield, you come across like what looks to be like a pile of ash. And as you come near it, like just your body motion has a little bit of like uh, wind gust to it. And it blows a little bit of the ash. And you see like um, like a skeleton form there. That's been kind of like, that's in the ground. Does the skeleton thing has like a weapon or anything? No, um, it's it, it's a skeleton, um, but it's rather large. Like if it was a, it's humanoid, but it's probably somewhere around like ten feet tall, ten or eleven feet. It's kind of like almost half fetal positioned, um, but it has these kind of like ash like, um, uh, like coverings basically, like you know ash kind of like fell on top of it but the ash kind of extends out from it too like and in like two cardinal directions like if you're looking at it like as north south east west west and east have these kind of like ash um piles that basically extend out from it oh that i uh but kind of my I do want to say, like, hello, question mark. Hello, hello, hello. You hear in, like, the cave. I'm going to say the same thing in Drove. Aye, 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 aye. Nothing from the skeleton. You don't hear anything now. I kind of I do want to examine it, but from like without really touching it. Okay. And see if if there's some type of reaction. Uh, what exactly are you doing? I'm talking. I've given you the information you'd get from examination without touching. Okay. Then, um, then I'm just going to, like, put, try to, like, poke it and try to, like, see if it's sleeping. And it, like, so deep. you kind of poke the skeleton. It doesn't move, um, but as you kind of poke around, you see that it actually has bones that kind of where a human wouldn't have bones, like underneath those piles of ash are bones. Would I know like well the bones or like belong to? It looks like it belongs to that skeleton. Yeah. It looks like it has extra bones. Prince, I, uh, as interesting as the archaeology is here, um, we may want to simply continue on and not dwell too long in these uh, ossuaries. There's one thing I do want to uh, check. Um, on the skeletons, like, just 
whole body is there like bones that um missing perhaps no so as you kind of like you're poking around and stuff like that you start getting like um a little bit more of an idea and the bones seem to go into its back and converge into its back and the bones look like the bones that you would see in a bird like in their wings yeah it's uh it's probably a winged being Friends, oh, while my yeah. academic curiosity is certainly peaked, I uh, are there any bite marks on the bones? No. It looks like the thing just laid down and died. Yeah. There's no bite marks. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No, the uh, I just have a question, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that it, like, something took its finger and just ripped chunks out of the walls, right? It looks like someone drove its hand into the wall. There's, like, finger holes, like you would see on, like, a, you know, like a bowling ball or something, and there's, like, tear marks and stuff like that. It looks like something literally just, like, ripped the wall out, not with a tool, but with its bare hands. Uh, uh. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming it's this creature right here. And uh, I'd rather not stay to see if it comes back to life. I'm just saying, guys, we're two for two on caves right now that are uh, bones and mind madness. <laughs> oh, so... uh, that the stool oh. doesn't have any uh, horns, right, Ryan? I'm sorry. The skull doesn't have any horns, right? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It looks like I said, just looks like a very tall human. Like something don't like... don't forget, I do have the undead sword. Yeah, but still, <laughs> uh, you guys want to just like see where the exits are here? I'm in my mind, man. Actually, yeah. that kid, that kind of wants me to do something. I do want to take my sword and kind of just touch it with the bones. Okay, you. It goes. Any clack, reactions? It goes clack clack like if you. Touch the sword to bone. Okay. So it's not a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Like a undead skeleton. It is so not. we can go. Okay. So uh, where are the exits uh, here? So you're walking along, and basically there's three different exits that you can take. Um, there is a, there's one that's in essence going east, there's one that's in essence going west, and there's one that's going down. Now, the east and the west, they just look like pathways that you could probably walk down. The one that goes down, though, is really tight. It's not a, it's not a chimney, but you'd have to squeeze through it, um, and you would have to, um, you know, really get in there. It would be another thing that would be, you know, like I said, time-consuming to kind of get through completely. Uh, oh, and it, which way? Oh, yeah. Real quick, going off to the east, the tunnel, it looks like it's got a mine car and, a, like, a little mine track. And the cart 
is like rounded over with like some gold and silver coins. Uh, which way are we supposed to be headed based on like Brith and the other dwarves? They're like any of these caves could lead to anywhere. We we don't know. We're this is exploration. Ah, uh, well. You guys want to head towards gold, I guess? <laughs> well, certainly merits taking a look at. Um, if there's something portable in there of worth, rather than giant mounds of coin, then we might want to pocket one or two things. Yeah. Uh, you know, cover our costs. So, as you get closer, um, you see that, like, yeah, it, it basically, it's got a couple gems in it. It's got a couple gold pieces in it. Uh, you know, it's got some silver in it. It's just like a smorgasbord of like uh, things, and it's on like a like a push cart, like in, you know, Indiana Jones two, like one of those like little rail carts. Well, if we can identify floating on the top there any uh, super valuable gems or anything, I think maybe you know, getting out the old tongs there, Horace, giving them a couple clicks to make sure they work, and then. Uh... <laughs> Fishing out a, a giant ruby or two, you know. Can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, that able to be done, Ryan, without, like, setting off what is most likely a trap. The... So, what are you... Tell me exactly what you're doing. So, that... And then we'll go from there. Uh... Well, is there is there something obviously more valuable on the top without digging through anything? Uh, sure, there's a we're gonna say a, like a you know a, a thumb size um, like sapphire. Uh, can I take my uh, my wait, guys? This might this this might be a mimic. Could be. Better poke uh, it. Really hard. <laughs> can I can I take my uh, my tongs for like forging mm -hmm. and like carefully grab out grab the ruby and like and grab the sapphire and try to lift it up? Uh, sure, if you want to. Is that what you're gonna do? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay, so you. You go and you take your tongs and you stick it on the ruby and you start trying to pull it and it, it's not really coming. It's like it's stuck. Uh, hey, guys, uh, I'm not sure that's supposed to happen. I'll give you a hand if you need it. <laughs> you know, what? I'm just I'm just going to like pull my tongs back off and just give the cart a little bit of a uh, kick in the side of it. Okay. Just So you you kick the side of the cart and your foot sticks to the side of the cart. And <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. And the things like a, a, a pseudopod basically out of the cart comes and goes to punch you in the face really hard as it starts to envelop you. Nice, nice. I knew it was a mimic. Then I wouldn't have touched it. <laughs> 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 uh, 
that would be my thing. I wouldn't have touched it if if you definitely thought it was a mimic. That's why the tongs. But I mean, you know, how's a uh, how's that getting enveloped by an acid pseudopod working out for you? So <laughs> go ahead and roll um, to see. And remember, you're wearing chainmail. You're not wearing plate. Um, uh, what's chainmail again? It's five. It's base AC is five. Uh, so it's two less than whatever your plate mail is. Uh, roll, uh, roll a d20 to see um, if you get hit. You're definitely trapped, but see if you get hit with the pseudopod. Uh, Ow! So, um, that's not good. Uh, so the thing just kind of like starts to envelop you um, quite a bit. So you take uh, 12 points of damage. As it starts like burning into you. like And it's like uh, guys. chomping, chomping, chomping. Guys? I'm going guys? to take... I'm going to take my crossbow and fire at, at the thing. Okay. You can definitely do that. Go ahead and take a shot. Everyone can take a turn now. So basically, it got its kind of like... Uh, actually, no. We'll do this. Roll... Um, Oak and Shield. Roll initiative. And it, it's going to roll initiative to see if it gets one more attack in before you all start attacking it. Please. please. Thank you, Tasso! Okay. Alright. So, Tasso, you can go ahead. I definitely did not tasso that. <laughs> Go ahead and roll. You just two saved hits. my life. Will it be plus oh, yeah. one on threshold modifier? It is. What? Because you're in short range. Please tell me it has lower than a four and higher. Hold on one second. I keep. I have the book. Doesn't go away. If you're having problems, it should hit. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah, that definitely hits. Okay, you do three points of damage to it. Um, Thondon, what are you doing? Uh, I guess I will attack it with a uh, my hammer. Okay, go ahead and roll up on it. Give me an attack. Yeah, I got it. Oops. Uh oh. Wait a minute. My axe is gone. Uh oh. Did you, did you take my axe, Ryan? I did not take your axe. <laughs> that is bizarre. I had an issue with character sheets in another game last week where, like... I see your Dwarven X plus one. I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I found it. Uh, don't, don't worry, I missed it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, that definitely... That 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 will miss. All right. Um, the next in line... I'm just going to go down, is Brith. 
Uh, so, Chris, if you want to, Brith will step up with his uh, big old axe, and he will take a, a chomp out of it. Okay, cool. Please, God, save me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is. oh, thank God. So, it's gotten 15 so far, so, all right, it's still there. Um, and um, Grum will Does anything right. happen? Does anything happen to his his uh, weapon, his axe? No, nothing seems. It seems okay. Um, Grum. Uh, yeah, Grum attacks with both of them, right? Yeah, but make sure you hit one and then the other. He does he because I I modified one for yeah. the first attack and second attack. That's oh. Nice. Uh, that. I I'm not rolling too well today. No, no, you're not. So the curse of the deeps, it's upon us. It is. <laughs> it's upon me. Alright. And Arnie, what are you doing? Um not attacking. I feel like the Okay, you're just gonna let it go. Vance, yeah, you're doing anything. I feel like fire is always a good solution. Uh, so I'm gonna yoke a uh, little, little, little fire pot at the thing. Okay. Please don't burn me. Yeah. I'm not gonna burn you, uh, since it seems to be, uh, you know, there's all these other dudes like up on it. Uh, Vance is gonna get like real close within close range and just kind of, you know, alley oop it real light over the dwarves' heads. So as close as he can get to just kind of drop it on top of the thing on fire. Okay. I'll give you the so, close range plus one. Again, its AC is almost as bad as it can get. So um, you you have a, a very. Hope I don't kill point. everyone. Look at that. Um. Am so, I burning, Ryan? You're you're not burning. So basically, Vance, you like throw it onto the thing, and the pseudopod comes up and like tink 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 and knocks it off. Hey. Uh, it's intelligent. Horace, if you want to make an attack, you can. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm attacking a gorse skull okay, with everything I have. It's not a humanoid. That's for damn sure. It's the best melee weapon I have. Okay. <laughs> uh, No threshold modifiers, right? Nope. Please. Oh! Nice. That will hit. All right, it's still there though. Um, it's still. Is doing... it, it's still grabbing onto me. Oh yeah. Oh no. Uh, no. Ooh, and it's pissed too. All right. Oh no. So go ahead and roll another save, Horace, as it's grappled onto you, and it's like it's basically trying to bludgeon you over the head while biting you, with its big pseudopod arm. Uh, what do you mean? Just a d twenty? Yeah, roll d twenty. Roll like uh, your armor. Your armor. Vulcan, please, Morden, protect me. Nope, that's Three. not protecting me. That is not. So you will take that many. You take seven. Uh, so. Ryan. Yeah. Um, what happens when I get to exactly zero? 
exactly zero. Exactly you're, zero. You're unconscious, basically. I'm unconscious. There you go. You're not having to roll. Just start. You're not having to roll in the chart yet. So. I just got a revelation, and now I'm dying. Yep, that's, that's the way. Those things go hand in hand sometimes. You know, it's one of those those things. All right. You um, mean dying again? Yeah, I was just about to say that. New, <laughs> new round. Uh, Thondon, go ahead and roll a d6 for initiative for me. I got a four. Come on, Vulcan. Third soul's the charm. D6. Did it come through? Uh, I don't think so. Some of the stuff's just taking forever in a day. Well, I rolled it again just in case it didn't go through. There we go. No. So, it will... Um, So it starts dragging Horus along the ground and it's headed to like an opening that's probably a foot, maybe a foot and a half wide. And it's going to try to like slurp its way down in there. So basically y'all have one round to prevent it from like dragging. It's not going to get all of Horus, but it'll get half of Horus down there. <laughs> it's going to rip me in half. It, it, yeah, it doesn't care. If it gets half a meal, that's better than no meal. And you're pretty big, so that's probably a whole meal that is just half of you. It just would have probably thrown away the other half. Guys, 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 guys. Brian, hey, uh, I don't want to hijack too much here, but uh, how about those other five dwarves? How do they gonna, do on stabbing it? I'm going to say that they don't because there's six of you around it. There's probably no way that they could get any more people around that thing to stab it. I think that I'm going to take my sword and swing it at it. Okay. Do I get any modifiers? No modifiers. It just has a crap AC. It's AC seven, so that that that's it. Oh, Ben, that'll do. All right, so boom, you crack it, and the thing like falls apart basically like and like turns into like a gel on the ground and like just kind of like seeps into some of the cracks and everyone takes like a big sigh of relief that was a mimic right that was a mimic that was yeah. definitely a mimic I know that <laughs> The two dwarves, uh, Thorn and Thonin, each had a Cure Light Wounds potion. Do I have a potion of extra healing. I have a potion of extra healing. Then we can fish around in uh, Horace's pockets and pour the thing down his gullet, hoping to revive him. Okay. So he gets, uh, what, 3d6 plus 3? Yeah. You want me to roll that, Ryan? There we go. I'll let uh, you roll it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'll let you roll it. There you oh, go. Oh yeah, there that's good. So I'm back out to full. <laughs> All right. 
Your life flashed before our eyes. <laughs> Tragically, it wasn't very long. It was only like, what, seven, eight sessions worth. <laughs> it feels like every single session I'm getting downed one way or another. Remember the one time, well, I think I got knocked out like three times in one session. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> how do we move on from that? Carefully. Are you alright? If, if a mimic downed one of us with Beal. Um. Let's uh, perhaps not be so hasty to kick kick things that frustrate us next time. Hmm? Uh, I was, scold. I, did, <laughs> I didn't think that it would grab onto my leg. I thought it would grab onto cha chain mail that's grafted onto me. <laughs> that you know, I see. I see the problem with that thought. <laughs> Alright, so you spend about 20 minutes going to the east. And um, you come to another like corridor or another cave. This cave is interesting. It's it's pretty large. Like it's, it, This is about the size of a, a standard house. Um, actually, no, it's a little bigger than that. It's probably about the size of a standard apartment building, um, is what you're, you're looking at. And it, uh, it curves around. It's kind of like in a saxophony shape. So you, where you're at right now, you can see some of the cave, but not all of the cave because it curves around towards the, the other side. Um, and the, there's little bits of water all over, like little pools of water. And the, the, um, the surface of all the rocks here has like tiny little pinpricks in it. It looks like there's just like little tiny pinpricks all over. Any uh, obvious acid spray or... So there's pools of water, and then the entire surface of everything is, like, modeled with little pinpricks of eaten away material. Yeah, and there's tiny little, like, fish that are, like, in some of the pools. Some of them are a little too big, and they're flopping around. Um, you don't... S I'm talking, if it was acidic, the fish would probably be burning. Yeah, I think it's just, like, some creature has extreme water capabilities and has been wearing away the rocks. I'm not seeing any... Is there a, an egress from this chamber? Or just the way we came in? Well, you got... You we can fought just, around. You gotta, yeah, you gotta start like doing your exploration, basically, of the, okay. of the cavern. Um, as you, you're heading around, um, the... Um, hold on, let me update my thing, because that's up there, so it can't be right our our lights, if it's the size of an apartment building, our lights don't reach to the ceiling. The yeah, they're a thirty foot radius, right? Thirty foot. They do give dim light up to sixty, so you can you 
barely sees kind of some of the top and bottom of this thing. Um, but as you start going around that kind of saxophone shaped um, thing, you start hearing like, and then you start hearing like, Hutaha! Whoa! Whoa! Friends, there is no circumstance under which I would like to meet the locals here. I'd suggest we uh, move back. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. Whoa. Now, you're kind of taking a look around and things like that. You haven't found an exit yet, so the exit might be farther down where this noise is coming I don't suppose there's torchlight flickering on the walls as they march around the corner toward us? Uh, no, there is not. But there is definitely light coming from around the corner. It's a dark, purplish light. I Can I peek my head in on? I think that stealthy mode. If you want to go and take a look, sure. Yeah. Or perhaps our invisible superhero flying man. I was thinking. Not to... I was thinking more of that, but that was that. That was just me. Yeah. Uh, not hey, trying Brian. to throw throw poor Arnie yeah. under the bus here, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, before we, uh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, before we get too far, um, I kind of wanted to, uh, talk about like the spells I have. Can I switch one of my cure light wounds for uh, detect evil? Just. Should go under standard right now, but I will allow it. Anything Thank to you. prevent you from getting another cure? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Arnie, are you gonna go, or what are we doing here? Um, yeah, Arnie can uh, sneakily and move silently uh, to peer around the corner. All right, let me roll for your move silent. So you start moving around the corner, Arnie, and um, what appears to be a very thrown-together, rudimentary kind of church, um, if you could call it that. There's basically a um, a bunch of like just places, people standing, and there's like an altar that's been put up on kind of a rock. Um, and the on the altar you notice a humanoid shape like that's been like splayed out on the altar and it looks like it's been like gutted um and the humanoid shape has the face of with like a squid and it's got pale limbs and it's wearing like a robe around it are a bunch of what can only be described as fish people and the fish people basically, like, you see the, the the one on front of the altar, and it's got all sorts of colorful beads, and it's got a staff and, like, a really wicked curved knife. And it's, like, making some sort of speech. And they're, like, doing all the, the fish people are on their knees, and you, they're, like, bowing up and down. Whoa. Whoa. And there's this wicked purple 
fire that's basically there. And that's what's kind of lighting up everything. And everything's got kind of a sinister glow to it. Um, can I go back and relay that information to the group? If you want to, sure. Uh, here, I'd actually like to look around and see if there's anything cool looking that uh, isn't being watched very carefully. How close are you willing to get? Five feet. Oh, okay. So you're willing to get really close. So you're willing to like be able to reach out and touch someone. Okay. Um, you can definitely do a pickpockets roll if you want to. Hmm. See, that's your theme. Is there anything noticeable that I could... Uh... I'm going to say that there is a giant pearl. Like, probably a pearl the size of, like, half a baseball. And it's up beside the altar. All right, what do I roll the pickpocket? <laughs> you have that, uh, there, there's, under your skills, there's something that says thief skills. That's all your thief skills. Go ahead and roll that. Just hit the button. There it is. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it? Uh, Billy, do me uh, a, a thing. Oh. Roll an intelligence check for me. Uh. Billy's intelligence is lower than Vance's, and he thinks this is all a terrible idea. Uh, you. <laughs> I got you it, though. You guys are kind of standing there waiting for Arnie and everything, and you're like looking around and you notice um, the water is now maybe halfway up your foot on the ground. Ah. Oh. Friends, whatever um, is happening here, we may want to beat that hasty retreat I was talking about. Um, uh, Whoa. Arnie, so Arnie is a rat. We don't know where Arnie is. He has disappeared around the corner and is is not to be seen, I imagine. So right as you go to, like, grab it, Arnie, the, the high priest goes to grab it as well, and, like, he grabs your hand because, like, your hand's on it right at the exact same moment. It was just really oh. poor luck and timing, basically, on what happens. So he steps back, like, kind of startled, and he starts like, ah, 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 and he's like yelling and things like that. And then like all of them stand up. Am I visible now? No, you're still invisible. But um, everyone feels this. The the cave starts rumbling. Oh. Yeah, I would like to uh, maybe... grab it and leave i guess okay so he's got his hands he's he's gonna be pulling oh, back okay. and forth has... with you you can try to outstrength him to to get it you you are oh, beefy. you're more of a mugger than a thief so. <laughs> yeah uh you can uh, might as well you went this far huh okay 
Um, <laughs> roll a strength check. I'm going to roll one for the, the, the fish person, whoever gets higher without going over. So. Um. Okay. Oh, I'm not doing anything today. Barney. Barney, no. Fish priest is going to have a nine strength for the for the purposes of this. Barney, no. Strongest <laughs> fish man of them all. It's the suction cups that do it. Actually, well, the fish man. No, rolls, it's it's the I highest would. without going over your strength. So fish guy rolled a one. That's the oh, first nice. thing he could roll. It was a success. Oh. But it wasn't as good a success as Arnie. I get it. Yeah. I'm stupid. So basically, uh. like he's pulling and pulling back, and he's like, and he's like, you you just yank it, and he falls onto his his fish butt, and like he's like sitting there on the ground, and as he falls on his fish butt, you see like the ground open up, and this giant purple worm, like erupts from the ground. And it starts like devouring that guy, and like it starts devouring the sacrifices, and it's starting to devour like all of the fish people that are there. Yeah, Arnie, Arnie run. <laughs> Arnie, you just caused a genocide. How do you feel? That's two, two now. Two weeks. <laughs> so there's a bunch of thrashing and things that are going about. Um, there's fish people running around like crazy. What I want you to do is roll a saving throw versus paralyzation, and I just want to see what you get as you're trying to make it back. Three. So that, <laughs> that's a fail. That <laughs> a thousand a night, man. Heck yeah. So you take Already six perfect. points of damage as like you run into a couple things. Um, you actually get slightly stabbed as one of the ones is like, they seem to be in revelry, actually. They're being eaten, but it's like this was their purpose. They're like, ah! Yeah. And they're like, some of them, like right as the thing's coming to eat them, they like stab their hearts and stuff like that. Like, this seems to be their goal. Um, so it, it definitely wasn't a uh, pesticide, as I see. Um, but it was a, uh, it was definitely like something that they were going for. And then after about 30, 40 seconds, they're all dead and the thing moves on. <laughs> Arnie, roll a d20. There you go. There you go, sir. All right. That pearl right there is worth sure. roughly 2000 oh, no. 2000 uh gold pieces great success wow. there we go 23000 you said 2000 and 20000 2000 it's not 20000 that that's 2, that's a little too okay, much that, that's <laughs> okay that's okay that's what it was a d20 times 10 so you know or times 100 yeah nice all right, got to get it marked down. So there's two directions you can go. There's another chimney going down, and then there's a hole in the ceiling that you could theoretically go up. Is the... So Ernie returns, 
we're able to kind of survey the madness. The water yeah. is coming in anymore. We're not going to be drowned or anything. Oh, the water's coming up, so it's going to like your shins at this point. Could could I go over to the? Uh, is the uh, tentacle face creature still there? No, it got eaten. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a mind flare, right? I don't know. Where did the big purple worm come from? Up below? From the ceiling? It came from kind of below and then like ate them and then retreated back down a la Shahalud. But it did not come from the hole that we're going in, right? No. It did not. Yeah. Just rapidly fill with water if we try to go down. Yeah. That, that hole that we got to go into, is that filling with water or is that already full of water? not full of water so it's a chimney will it be full of water you don't know further question did we go downhill on number two here uh no it just went west or east i'm sorry okay because it didn't go out of the bottom it went out of the west side so you gotta it's hard to represent three dimensions in two-dimensional space right I don't mean like downhill an entire level. I mean downhill at all. Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, okay. You know, the dwarves are, you got enough dwarves here. So yeah, there's a slight curvature downhill. I'm just concerned about the, the flow of water generally here. Um, there is also this a way down over on this one, remember guys? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to yeah, go down, I... the water down one seems to me like I, I'm not feeling great about that at all. I think we shouldn't drown. You know that's 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 just my opinion. I don't want to drown. All right, real quick, we're gonna take like five because uh, I have to use the restroom real quick. So we'll uh, we'll take five. We'll be back by nine twenty-five, real quick. All right. And four. Uh, RB. So uh, that was an interesting. Uh... I knew it was a mimic, and I still kicked it. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, yeah, are are we gonna put this uh thing on the group loot or? Yeah, yeah, we put it in the group loot already. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we're definitely going back to uh two to go down, right? You didn't want to go up? I guess No, no, we're going down, right? Is this water going to stay in? How or is this water just going to flood this whole place? Unknown, which is why we're not going down right here because if we go down right there, there's a chance that the f water could flood in behind us and drown us all. Yeah, which is there's why an entrance. we're going down right there. If there's an entrance down, then the water will go down there eventually. Eventually. But uh, this, like this is downhill and uh, this is uphill. So we don't have to worry about it going up to two. We just, uh, I'd just rather not get your air dwarvens all soggy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't mess up my shoes, man. Um, 
We could go over west and see what's over there. We don't have to go down yet. Yeah, but uh, we're already taking a lot of damage. <laughs> eh, you're full health. Right? Yeah, after taking 19 damage exactly. Yeah, but I have 20 HP left, so I'm still good. And I don't think anybody else got hit. Uh, where do you guys want to go? West or south? Like west or down? Yeah, I'll be I'll be right back. Ah, all right. I wanted to go west though before we uh, go down anymore. Yeah, just just to see, so we didn't have to use any more materials. But yeah. What did I miss? Bathroom break. Uh, we didn't start after that. Okay. Huh? Uh, I, I left during the bathroom break. I, you guys were talking about stuff. Which way we're going? Are we going west or down from two? I feel like the big babs is always going to be deeper. Yeah. Uh, Eric wanted to go west. Just to like finish exploring this area before we go down. That's fine. That's fine. It's uh, if it's I'm partial. Chimney things. I'm partial to going down. Basically, it's up to the rest of you guys. Might actually be to our benefit to buy a little bit of time and like pad it out and go west to see what happens with this water. If it recedes again, that tells us something. If it keeps coming up, then regardless of which down we go, then that's going to be a problem. So, like, waiting a little bit and going to explore and do something else while we find out what happens with the water situation might be a good idea. Well, if it keeps coming up, I think it'll just fill up the down in three. And if it doesn't oh, connect yeah. to the down in two, then we should be fine. Yeah. Well, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure as a dwarf, uh, uh, we can figure it out, which... Where it's coming from. Yeah, they said that like this number two moves slightly uphill, but that's a good point, Gage. That it'll it'll drown out the hole in three before it comes up and fills the rest of two. Um, I don't think it's it's a bad idea to poke our heads down this way before we go down the hole over here. Yeah, that was my idea. You know, just just could happen upon another mimic, maybe a house hunter this time. You know, nothing, uh, nothing just, too bad. We won't boot it to the face. Oh, we're <laughs> definitely going to boot it to the face. <laughs> All right. So what's the decision? Where are we going? Whack. All right. So you want to go back west and then west again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
So you're going to head back. And let me roll. I'm ready for more Arnie Conan style adventures where he punches the fish guy in the face and like escapes with the yeah. treasure unscathed. Yeah, steals his ball. <laughs> My ball now. And he's just a playground bully. Yeah. And your mom's a nerd, fish face. <laughs> okay. Fun. All right, so you head back and you get to this cavern B. It's number two right there. So, and as you go back, the, you see a, um, you hear actually, I guess before you see, um, you hear someone, um, murmuring like yeah i gotta get i gotta get going yeah i've got i've got so many unfinished things to do i've gotta i've gotta come and i've gotta i've gotta get things done and then like you hear that talking coming towards you and it's coming towards you rapidly like running yeah i've got to are you would like to float up to the ceiling okay you float up go advance what would the rest of oh. you like to do? I'm going to, like, put my back against the, the, like, the wall it's to a let pretty, him pass. It's a pretty cramped environment, so it, it'd be difficult for someone to squeeze past you. Okay. Then... Maybe we like, can retreat back to this other room and kind of confront him in the open, whoever it is. So you're like going down that that hallway there, and like, you, do you guys decide to back up or are you going forward? Let's, yeah, let's just up. go forward. Why not? Let's just let's just meet him head on. Okay. So you see a, you see a dude Sorry. like coming towards you, and he's almost like looking through you. Um, and he's not wearing a shirt. He's he's basically wearing like kind of a loincloth. He's got a big long beard. His teeth are he's missing you know two thirds of them, and the the ones that are there are not very good. And his his uh, fingernails are long and dirty. He's all grungy, and he's just like I gotta go. I don't get. And he's like he gets up to you and he can't get past you. And he's like he's like you gotta get out of my way. I've got I've got unfinished duties to do. You just missed them. No, I've got unfinished duties to do. Someone speaks from the darkness, and I can't see because they are not there, but they are there, and I don't know. Um, he starts, like, hitting your chest. Um, I'm talking, you're wearing armor, so his closed fist isn't really doing anything. But he's like, you must move. Yeah, I just want to him... let him pass. <laughs> I'm going to let him pass me. Yeah. In okay. this like kind of a space, there's not much way for him to pass you. You would have to back out. I just yell, and the people behind me move back. I, uh, it's fine. Okay, so everyone goes uh, back. But, well, master, what uh, what duties and, uh, are you performing? Can we help? Yeah, I do want to... silence is uh, appreciated. Yeah. As I'm walking back, I'm facing him. 
you speak with forked tongues. You don't understand what I understand, because I see what it is. You were but puppets, and I, I am a puppet master. Can I just shoot him with my cross launcher and we keep walking? No. It's up to you. Uh, fine, we can walk back. It turns out we were the monsters the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just we're being stopped by a spindly old man. Who is clearly insane. So, you so we need to get him mental health and, and group care, not murder him. Hey. The crazy ones always get things done. He's like, yes. He's like, forward. Forward is the way. That is the way to the places that come. That is the way to the way that we need to go. And where I like is this guy. Let's try to get him into our crew. <laughs> so, so, so who's we? We? We are the ever-present we, the royal we. She may have said it when repeating things other people told her. Who's, the, who's the royal? Ah, I'm now new to the area. God. If you're new, then, then I can't speak to you because new is bad, but old is good. I'm the... Old new. He like looks at you puzzled. You speak with a forked tongue. You are a liar. You are small and meager and beneath me. Bow to me, mortal. Bow to me. You don't know my powers. But I want to learn. So when you guys make it back to room the D, um, it's about up to your waist. We don't uh, see D. I see four. two, three, three, four. Oh, I'm sorry, the three. Sorry, D. Why, why is he... So, we encountered this guy in the tunnel for two. Right. Okay, not... All right, I, I misunderstood. Yeah, when you were mm -hmm. almost to B, or almost to two. That's why I said we keep going. You backed all the way out. It took a while, and... He basically is there, and you guys are kind of up to your, your waist now in water. What about the dwarves? What are they up to? Yeah, they're up to dwarven waist in water. Maybe oh. <laughs> mid-chest. So, he's so, like... Let the guy go, and we'll soldier on then, I guess. He yeah. looks so, at you. The, uh, he looks as uh, like you guys are all there, and he hisses. He's like... And then he dives into the water, and, and like you don't see him again. And I hope to keep it that way. Let's, uh, let's get oh, out of here. This, is, this, this place is going to drive me mad. So what do you say to us so far? we got to remember that. Write that down, somebody. It's What's insane. Ran Did he have anything on him besides the... He seemed, like, besides... He was a mostly naked man with a beard. That's all? Yep. Tasso, you let us get stopped and pushed back by a mostly naked man with a beard. Oh, really? All the dwarves are mostly naked men with beards when they're not wearing their armor. It wasn't a dwarf. It was a human. Yeah, right, it was. was a, it was just, in the day, it was just a spindly man with nothing on, and you let us get pushed back. Do, do you want to stop him? Or some um, show a little charity. You're a man of the cloth. Let's soldier onward and not dwell on it. 
So uh, this fine. Look for oxygen. So I'm not necessarily sure if he's a, a man. And he hissed at us. Fish monster with a beard, man with a beard. Who can tell these days? Who can tell? It's it's just a wacky place. All right. So uh, you guys are going to move on. So now for a, a ineffable cavern system deep beneath the mountain, there are sure are a lot of interesting characters down here. Yeah, I, I have a question. How are we getting airflow down here? Like, if I had my my memes, it would be the you know the the one that says magic. Ah, um, <laughs> it doesn't, uh, it doesn't plot. It's fantasy. Plot armor, exactly. Fantasy I don't like world. this at all, though. This is different. Different <laughs> is bad. Oh. <laughs> oh no! So you travel down that road or the pathway, um, and it takes about a half hour for you to kind of get to the clearing of the of the next kind of entrance. Um, and when you come in, it's gargantuan. The, the cave is just gigantic. It's probably about the size of that dwarven city. Like, oh. that big of a cavern is what you're looking at. And all over it are these kind of unusual... Um, uh, almost, they're like flowers, but they're made of gypsum. So they're like these beautiful bright stones that kind of almost bloom in these like elemental kind of ways. They have these chemical kind of shades and looks to them. Um, you know, there there's a kind of a, a lovely arsenic yellow and a cerulean blue and a heart blood red. Um, but all these kind of like almost flowers and like there's just unexpected color that's like everywhere you shine your light there is just this beautiful array of um, colors and uh, things, but you can tell that this cave is just like enormous. Uh, hey, Brith, do you, you know anything like anything that this could be? It's rock formations, it's beautiful, but. Such is the ways of the the world underneath. Uh, so so Brit wouldn't be too upset if I uh, took some of these flowers. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Uh, guys, I feel dragon. Dragon. Are are the flowers cultivated? Like they're obviously in groups no. or in rows. No, they're not. It, it, when, it, the flower is kind of a metaphor. Um, so they're gems. Yeah, they're like gems. The, it, they like, it's like the rock is blossoming. Um, so it's a very floral look. Yes, it's a very floral look, um, but it's not necessarily flowers. Um, so yeah. the rock appears to be very floral. I gotcha. Um, and it's all these different shades and hues and things like that. But it, uh, but it is wild growth. I'm talking. If you saw this on the surface and it was flowers, this would be wild growth. It doesn't okay. look cultivated. Yeah, could could Arnie grab some of those? Like maybe hit him with the hammer and get some of the crystals. Sure. Um, 
roll oh, a d6 boy. for me? Oh, no. Okay. In the middle. Let's go. So <laughs> you reach down and you, you grab some of them. Um, you take one point of damage as you slice your hand open. Hmm. Very sharp. Yes. It's like obsidian. Like, it's got that, like, really, really sharp edge to it when you, like, smashed it. Um, so it's got a very... You weren't expecting that. Nice. Okay. How many were I, was I able to get? Um, you've got, like, five shards, is what I would say. Five shards of sharp glass. Sharp rock. Should I call it just, like, crystals? Right. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Guys, should we explore or I I feel like we should go back, but like I feel like a cave this size is likely to have adjoining uh cave systems of similar quality. Um you don't get a, a big hole in the earth like this without uh chain caves or, or other uh I mean, it's not just a big vacuum for no reason. If it is, then there's something here worth looking for. Take a poke around. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that if there's anywhere is likely to to have a a wider path for us to follow, it's the big cave, not the tiny one. That is true. Yeah. So, as you're wandering... um, don't really have much of a anything to go on you're just kind of like wandering through this you see that there's like um you know it's a cave within a cave but like this is kind of like an indent like you know this is this gargantuan kind of cave and there's a tinier cave that something might live in and outside of it you see um what appears to be a corpse um not that fresh but it's some weird monstrosity. It it's um, I'm not even gonna BS y'all. Um, it, it it's a beholder corpse. Um, I don't know. Does everyone know what a beholder is? Uh, yeah. That yeah. okay. guys. Eric, do you know what a beholder is? I do not. I'll just look it up. Okay. It, it's basically. Have you ever seen Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, uh-huh, yeah. All right. Uh, sweet. I got it. Yeah. That thing. It's kind of like that thing. Uh, except they're really dangerous. They're not just like lookouts. They're like super dangerous. But yes. So you see like a big sphere that, um, and the eye stalks have all been like cut off of it. And the central eye has been removed. But it's like this dead corpse. And it's in front of this like kind of large cave. Guys? I'm getting a bad feeling. Well, I mean, we're one of two options here, right? Um, either there's something really good in that cave that hates beholders and kills them, or there's something even worse than a beholder in that cave and kills beholders. I'm I calling it 50 50. I have a strong feeling it's 70 30 in the case of evil versus not evil. If I've learned anything from Reddit 5050, it's usually the worst one. Yeah. Uh. So, let's go kill it. 
Oh, I hate that. Uh, against that you, you have a good point. Uh, can yeah, can yeah, we examine no. the beholder corpse first? Yes. Yeah. No. Can we? How much gold there is? Yeah. Can we examine the beholder corpse first for like how it uh how it got killed? Yeah, it looks like it, it was stabbed, and, and there's even a, an arrow shaft sticking out of it. That's not. Oh, that's... That, maybe this is the Beholder's lair, and other people killed it. What type of arrow is it? Like, can we pull it out and see, like, the type of craftsmanship that it has? It is trash. Ah, uh, so it's not Dwarvish. Nice. It is not dwarvish, and it doesn't it doesn't look like one of what we would call the civilized races. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Now, if a piece of shitty arrow can kill a beholder, I think we can kill what was inside there with these better quality weapons. I'm with uh, Oak and Shield on this one. Uh, fine. Fine. Ban smokes maybe his last cigarette. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it the puff puff cigarette? Like is it the good cigarette? Well, 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 you fan. <laughs> uh, well you start heading into the cave. As soon as you start breaching into the, the cave, um there's no like furniture or anything there. But you do notice, like, there is just a ton of corpses. Like, a ton. Like, a, so many corpses that are in there. Uh, they're mainly, they're solely kobolds and trolls. Some oh. have been burned. Some look like they've stabbed each other. Some of them look like, they're, some places there's just piles of ash. Guys, this is a dragon. No, we found what uh, attacked the beholder. So. This is a dragon. Is Brian? Is this the size? Is this a battlefield, or is this an insano massacre blood orgy? So it looks like there was a fight between. I'm talking. The layer doesn't look like it's the layer of kobolds and trolls. There would be like furniture right. and stuff. So right. You you can probably piece together. This is probably the beholder's layer. And probably just a shit ton of kobolds and trolls. Because it would take a shit ton of kobolds and trolls to take a beholder out. That's what I was thinking. Uh, I so... feel like it ran outside before it died. Mm. Oh, they dragged it out to butcher it. They, yeah. yeah it, it look, it's been butchered because all the eye stalks are removed and the eye, the central uh, okay. eye is removed. Yeah, if they needed it for like alchemical or magical components or something like that. So, there's no loot left over in here, I'm guessing, right? You can go explore it if you want. But this is yeah. basically what, like, is in the front room. It looks like it's a pretty big complex, though. Guys, if we find a baby beholder, I'm keeping it. There's no such thing. <laughs> what? Wait, what? why? Because beholders don't reproduce like that. Yeah, they're, they're they horrors from beyond space and time. 
Ah. Uh. Down real quick. <laughs> All right, yeah, I do want to check and like look through the the battle to see if there's anything valuable. No, Ace, only a mother could love. Well, we're only in the front room of the lair, so. Generally, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? Kobolds. Um, I mean, generally, beholders do have treasure in their lair. So, mm-hmm. let if we find beholder, let's befriend it. Well, they are intelligent as well, so they're they're intelligent, but they're are, if there is right. I mean that if there may be hidden stuff or things that are beyond the kin of noble kind, so it, you know, if we are going to risk it, then there may actually be benefit. Uh huh. So, um, Ryan, I'm going to kick up detect magic. Okay. And see if I can get the old. There's faint traces of magic coming off the beholder. Hmm. Um, as in, it's a crazy, evil, magical creature and yep. is still warm with magic blood? Pretty much. Okay, well, uh, forward into the lair then. Okay. So, how long do you guys want to explore this lair? That will determine what you might be able to get out of it. Well, as I can give it 20 minutes of, of detect magic. So, if we can give it a quick circuit while I've got the detecto up. It'll help spot anything of super value, I would imagine. Let's do 30 minutes. Then 20 minutes of the detect magic intent of not. So if you spend 30 minutes doing it, you will find three trinkets that basically were probably dropped as um, you know, someone was carrying out other shit. One of the trinkets radiates a minor magical aura. Huh. What is that magical tree trinket? They're it they're just a series. They're uh what is it? Two bracelets and one necklace. The necklace is the thing that has a slight magical aura to it. Uh and I get a school of magic. If such a thing is... Um, it would be abjuration. Go ahead and if I can... So once my detect magic runs out um, and they're going to keep poking around for another 10 minutes, I'll see if I can examine the um, necklace and determine its provenance. Okay, its provenance. Is that actually how you say it? Yeah, that's, that's I watched. The, I had never, I never knew what that movie was or that word was until I watched a special on like um, this guy who did art forgeries, and they were always talking about provenance. Yeah, I, I've I've only ever seen it written. I've never heard it said. Right. Uh, but clearly, Vance is looking for provinces and not provenance. So <laughs> he was unable to determine. Yeah, no dice on that one. You generally know that abjuration magic is generally beneficial, um, but it is protection magic, so it could be theoretically to protect 
the item from someone tampering with it. Action from half orcs, you never know. <laughs> we'll still get you. So you guys have spent a half hour here so far. Do you want to continue or do you want to move on? I'm up for wherever the group decides. Uh, if I can get another gore skull, I definitely wouldn't mind it. Do you want to continue? We haven't had a problem. We've actually had full benefit to uh, search more. You guys want to keep searching? Can you not the 30 minutes? Okay, another 30 minutes. That sounds like a plan. So, and with that, you'll need to rest for 10. So I'm just going to take it off of this. Um, so you, you manage to do that. You find... Forty gold pieces. Someone, uh, uh. someone dropped like a little like sack, and you like pick it up, and then you've got forty gold that was uh, in that sack. Oh, I might offer this. Uh, there are intelligent creatures down here, even if they are kobolds. Um, you might be able to follow their tracks and their you know giant carts of money out of the lair here to track them deeper into the the complex and and maybe barter with them for directions or otherwise you know make use of the fact that they can speak yeah kobolds and trolls shouldn't be too hard to track wait 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 a second. uh ryan mm -hmm. trolls they're very large right they're i'm sorry they're big they're about nine ten feet tall have we found any indication of any place they could have come from in here. Uh, yeah, theoretically they could have but, walked down the paths. Besides from two or three. They, I will say this, they're really tall, but they're extremely skinny. They're like fiery. Uh, they're, they're like, they're like, they're, their whole thing is that they have a super fast metabolism. Um, and so that's why they regenerate, but it's also why they're constantly ravenous and hungry. Ah, uh. Uh, and so they're they're super skinny, uh, but they are tall. Uh, uh. I'm always just used to you know Skyrim trolls, which are yeah, these aren't like Lord of the Rings trolls. I forgot there is like a fantasy series that they base them on, but I forgot what it's called. Uh. that they based like um, D and D trolls. On. So, can we search this place for a way down? Like, this massive cave? Yeah, if there's, like, a whole loot train of, like, lots of dudes hauling all this crap off, we should be able to track it through the smashed floral uh, forest and, and whatnot, I would think. You can. Yeah, I'm talking. If you guys want to try to, to take a shot at it, you can. If you want to try to track them, you don't have the best of tracking abilities, and you're in the dark. But it's possible. I'm gonna go with the. It's it's got to be super obvious. They like they're a triumphant war party. 
um, hauling wounded, possibly. Um, I, uh, uh, and not too long ago, probably from the look of it, if there's still residual beholder magic hanging around. So I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, and Arnie can see in the dark. Do it. Okay. So you will start trying to track those guys down. So I will say that the, like I said, the, the uh, beholder corpse is not fresh. And neither are any of the corpses in there. So this could have happened a little while ago. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to try to deter you. Um, but I will say that it might not be easy, especially because you don't have a tracker. Yeah, but so we're in a sealed environment. There's no wind. Um, there's no rain. And they had to have hauled off, like, giant piles. And there have been a lot of them. So I think that given all those things, uh, even an idiot like Vance, who never goes outside, can probably be like, oh, look, they cut themselves on these stupid flower rocks. That's what I'm going to, that's my, my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay, we can definitely. I mean, we do, we do have a bunch of dwarves who know rocks like the back of their hand. They could probably figure out which ones are broken from footpaths. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not disagreeing. Like okay. it. So right. you want me to yeah, we're we're lobbying for a better die roll is what we're trying to do here, Ryan. Mm. So um, what I need is go ahead, uh, Ogachild. You seem to be leading the way. Go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Oh, that's either really good or really bad. No, that, that's actually good on this. So. You're, you're able to follow pretty good. Knowing is part of the fun. <laughs> um, I need you to roll. Let's see. I'll roll it here. Perfect. Traveled this way. You can tell by the, the cut marks in this quartz. This isn't natural quartz cut marks. This isn't quartz blood. This is this is other blood. Okay. Uh, that. That that's not, uh, guys. So, that's five d twenty times a hundred gold we find, right? Yeah. That's, How much that's really damage do we take? <laughs> How much damage are we taking from something? Okay. I'm just trying to... I'm doing a little math here. Um, I need everyone to roll a d6. Um, you want... Uh, what is it? You're, you're looking for ones, basically. Is it everyone? <clears throat> yep. Maybe. Everyone. Oh, including all the doors? Do you want us to roll for the doors? I do not. All right. So you can roll for Grum and you can roll for uh, Brith, but not the other five. Uh, all right. Uh, this one is for Grum. I'll do one for Brith. Ah, uh, Grum got close. 
No, we were going for ones. Someone else do brief. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm the I'm the only Horace is the only one that got a one. I got. So got... look into the the chat real quick. That thing. Uh huh. Horace, you're the only. Oh! You're the only one that notices. You you actually like, kind of just like are creaking your neck and you turn around. Um, you see that you're back to dwarves. Um, Alibur Mundemeyer and Tormi Pyrite Shard have been wrapped up in the tentacles of this thing, and they're like their mouths are frozen in like paralysis. And the thing is is like gnawing on Tormi and floating up in a way. How big is it? Uh, they're they're pretty big. I'm talking. They're you know. Uh, I don't have a five foot across. Ah, uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna like let out a roar to the party. Just people are being taken. Take out my cross launcher and try to shoot at it. Actually, no, I'm just going to try to chuck one of my uh, cross launcher. Okay. I'm going to take my cross launcher and try to shoot at it. Okay, go ahead. With one of my uh, silver balls. Okay. No threshold modifier? Uh, you're within I... close range at this point. Uh. <laughs> Okay. So, well, it takes full damage, which it took full damage anyway. So, yep, it takes five. So, you, like, shoot a thing, and it um, so... it hits the the thing. Um, I'm going to give it a saving. Silver does nothing to it, right? Nothing in particular. All right. So, it drops... Um, Album, Albi, uh, what is it? Albert, yeah, it's Albert. 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 It drops him, but it's still munching on Tormi as it floats away. No, Tormi. Rest of us spring to action with the shouts of our our comrade here. Um, it well, it got a surprise round. The only person who wasn't surprised was Horace. So we can roll initiative, but it, it has moved 120 feet away in its round. And it's moving oh, at, a, at a diagonal. Lord. Yeah, they don't move slow. So and it, and it got it, it's flying, so it's going at a diagonal from you away. But it gets ten attacks and each attack causes paralysis. So, Jesus. Yeah. Grells are mean. What the hell is that thing? It's a grell. It's classic D and D monster. I I do not know what so the hell that is. What I'm going to say is, um, Vance, go ahead and roll initiative. If you guys get initiative, you might be able to do something. If it gets initiative, it's probably going to be too far away to do much. But we'll see. Or it's up to you to say for me. Or for me. Uh, so much pressure. It's up to uh, you. No! Yeah! Yes! Yay! Magic missile. 
Suck it, Grell. Are you sure, Magic Missile? We could just freeze it in place. There's a 100% chance Magic Missile works. There's always a chance of failure for every non-Magic Missile thing we can do. So ah. if you can get him to drop Tormi, and Tormi also doesn't fall on the jagged death crystals, then we're in okay shape. How high up in the air is that thing? Um, what is it right now? It's probably, because it's going at an angle, I'm going to say it's probably 60 feet up. Tormi's going to die if he falls. He's definitely going to die if he doesn't. Albert takes 15 from the fall. Oh. Albert is dead. He's unconscious. Hmm. Oh, he fell on sharp rocks. I'm sorry. He takes one more. He's negative one. All right, so he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That was from half that, half the height, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We gotta try. I'm talking. He can roll ones if he if he drops him. I'm going for it. It is it is gone for. Even if he dies, it's the thought that counts. And it's it's right. Suck it. Five more. Let's see if the Grell can hold on to its food. The Grell does. It holds on to its food. No! You you hit it for five points of damage. shot everyone else besides Vance. Yeah, I'm going to cross-launcher it again. All right. Without the silver sling ball this time. You're You're not in close range anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can still do something. Oh, actually, I don't think either one of you can shoot it now that I think about it. Yeah. You've what do you mean? Got, you've only got light. Well, it's right at the edge of your vision. So, yeah. it's You've got 30 feet of light and 60 feet of dim. It's right in that dim. So, magic missile will hit because it auto hits. But I'm going to give it cover because it's in the darkness now. Like, it's in the vague darkness. So I'm just going to add to its AC. So go ahead and roll your attack. Ah. Uh, 17. That will definitely hit. So it takes four more. Can I use my claw well? Yeah, go ahead. Is it in close range or no? No, no, it's not. It's oh, not okay. in far range. It's at 60 feet. Yeah. So, how much damage does it need to? How much damage does it need to take before it, like, before it has a chance of letting go again? I've been doing it every time you guys hit. So. Oh. That's just something I was doing to be nice, but it, it's uh. moving. So that did not hit. So, what about the uh, the cross launcher shot that just hit? Yeah. Oh, he drops him, and he dies. Nice. We don't know. Oh, and yeah, he dies. Like nice. <laughs> and he dies. Nice. He takes twenty-seven. Yeah, dead. They only have fifteen each. I was hoping that maybe each of the shots would cause the Grell to careen closer to the ground. Yeah, 15. Uh, they, both uh, have 15 they both had 15 and they both died. Uh, so, 
the grell will continue to move off and like it it's it's pretty wounded i'm talking it doesn't look good but it could probably come back later for its snack they are like hyper intelligent uh does it did anyone else have crossbows that they could have fired Arnie does, but he doesn't want to lose the invisible. That's a good did, choice. Did uh, Thondon have one? No, I'm. I would. I would have had my axe. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's a that's a shame. We we couldn't save. Well, we couldn't kill it. Or well, or save save our friends. Yeah. <laughs> Six of one, half dozen of the other. Um, so that's. Uh, uh, sorry. I'm sorry for your comrades. We all did the best that we could. He looks at you and he's like, This woman's worth it, right? Yeah. To us. Is, is dispelling this evil from the halls of the Mithril City worth it? Yes. Then we go onward. He's like, we must retrieve, retrieve my brother's bodies. They at least need to be... Indeed. Oh yeah, definitely. ...interred somewhere. That's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Can we, uh... You guys can spend if we... 20 minutes doing it and just going and grabbing them and, and just kind of like cracking some of these rocks and like just putting them on top of them like as like kind of like a rough cairn. Well, is is that what they want to do or I mean, is it better for for dwarf religion to like inter them in the halls of their ancestors if we drag them back to to here and we can like get them on the way back home? Uh I'm not trying to make things harder. But... He basically says like they would want us to go on with the mission. Okay. Uh, He's like, we'll put them here. He's like, if we can retrieve them later on, we will come back. Big pile of rocks with a cross on it, then. Yep. <laughs> Except so. the cross is a hammer. All right. So it's 10 o'clock. I hope you guys enjoyed part of the Underdark. Uh, this is fun. Nice, nice time. Uh, definitely would not like to come back. <laughs> Very good. The Underdark is, is supposed to be unusual. So, I made it unusual. So, yeah, I just got a. I, I randomized pretty much all of this. I made my own mo monsters list and everything. And, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Ryan, when I saw that picture that you sent, <laughs> I, I thought that little, like, speck of white was, like, a person compared to it. And I was about to shit myself. Like, what the hell is that? What? Oh, the Grell? Yeah. He thought the signature was a, a person. Yeah, I thought the signature was a person, and I was about to shit myself thinking we are about to fight something that massive. Oh, okay. Well, here is a good... There, you can see a person in the Grell's arms. There you that's, go. That's how big a Grell oh. is. I... I... Did not know what a grell was. This is a new one for yeah. me. Grells and neither are, did I. Grells are it, old uh, 1E monsters. I think they brought them back in 5E. Um, but they yeah, did. They're, 
I'm glad the Grell did the same thing. Like I remember we played one night and we played, we decided we, this is when 30 had come out. We decided to play an old 2E thing. We're like, let's play, um, you know, an old adventure. Let's play 2E. And it was on, maybe it was on Memorial Day or something like that. It was some holiday, maybe July 4th. And we got together and we decided to play all day. We're just going to make characters and we're going to play all day. There's going to be a dungeon crawl. And yeah, we just had a grill. It came down, grabbed one of our party, and then just floated off. And like, we couldn't stop it. And like, it was the first, it was the first time I was like, well, the monster won. It just, it did what it's supposed to do. It just like grabbed the dude, took, took Derek's character away and ate him. Like, okay. The end. It's yeah. just a, it's just a brain with tentacles. Yeah. Aren't we all? And a beak. <laughs> it's, how has this thing survived through, like, how is this what evolution chose? It's not. It's called an abomination. Like, that's why they're called abominations. It's like a beholder. How did a beholder evolve? It didn't. It was spat I, fully forth from the horrors of beyond time and space. Pretty much. I really wish we could have killed that thing. Only the grail says, Kaka! Well, it devours your brain with its beak. I think oh, it just I'm gives an unholy treat. The Grell is yeah. copyright protected by by uh, Wizards of the Coast. We are using the old school essentials Krell. Um, which, uh. which is a hovering brain that's five feet across that has a beak and a cluster of <laughs> ten spines with Krells. So this is not a Grell, it's a Krell. Um, so all right. All right, gents, um, for braving the Underdark, um, we're going to go ahead and give you 500 XP for the night. So that'll be something. Okay. Woohoo. Well, uh... 500 XP is definitely worth two lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you were concerned about. And that's... <laughs> Something about darkness imprisoning me, all that I see uh, springs to mind. <laughs> I, I just need like 10,000 more XP. You're getting there, man. Uh, this time, November, you're going to be hitting that level. <laughs> Remember, it's, it's your XP on you guys goes like this 250, 500, 250, 500, 6,000. Know? Right. Like you, you, you find a treasure hoard. And you, you kill a big monster, like, and then it, it becomes a lot. Really, we haven't had, a, like, a real deep dungeon crawl actual mission since we leveled up last time. Like, our first foray is what got us here because we botched it so badly. So. Yeah. So, this is your punishment for letting NPCs die. You have to go. Right, more more dead NPCs. Yeah, yeah, ones of less significance. They, uh, I'm just saying that these uh, these dwarf uber clerics better be stocking up five ten of these true resurrections because we're going to be bringing back piles. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a second. Couldn't is I have a question. Couldn't they just resurrect these guys, or is that like something they're not supposed to do? I imagine it's more involved than just like poofing them back to life. 
You never know. You'd have to get up uh, back there. But, all right. I will. Hey. Uh, we're going to call it there tonight, and I will talk to you all next week. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Thanks everybody. See ya. Yeah. Uh, have fun. do, don't die. <laughs> That's right good on. advice. <laughs> Later on, y'all. All right.